0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Due Time with Pastor Steph.
2: Ah, yesterday was a wild Wednesday, and we started off with our girlfriend, Vivian, and the socially conscious segment. Well, Vivian got to telling us about Dr. Carter G. Woodson, who's responsible, ultimately, for Black History Month. Mm Mm-hmm. Goes way back to February 1926, where it started off with Negro History Week, and then it slowly grew grew to a month, and back in 1976, oh, it was put on our calendar by Gerald Ford to lengthen it to a month. Okay, alrighty. Well, we have the American credit card balance. Woo! Has climbed to $1.13 trillion. That is a whole lot of debt considering that, you know, they're about to give $53 million away to the migrants here in New York City, to go to the bodegas, to the grocery stores, to the supermarkets, to the convenience stores. And, you know, when you hear that the American credit card deficit has gone to $1.13 trillion, think about how much of that is actually in food money. Yeah, how many people are using their credit cards to actually eat? Yeah, I'm sure quite a bit of that trillion dollars has something to do with food. Yeah, so if they were to swap out the money that they are going to give the migrants and give it to the American people, then the American people wouldn't be in so much debt. Mm -hmm. Well, NYCHA is in the news for us again as 70 employees Mm -hmm. following a federal investigation are now being charged with bribery and forgery, yes, offenses. Oh, my goodness gracious. They have been bribing the contractors. Yes, the NYCHA contractors. And, you know, they've made it very difficult for, you know, these people to get contracts. You know, if they did this, that's the only way they were able to get and win a bid. It's just been really, really a bad way to go that they've been giving these contractors and, you know, all of last year we talked a few times about the, uh, what do you call it, The, um, the situation that the NYCHA houses have been in and to think that you know the employees are to probably blame for what's going on. Yeah. So the NYCHA, uh the the right, the nature people, the people who are living in those nature houses. You talk about the contractors. You know, all of these people are now being hurt by all of the greed that's been going on behind closed doors. Yeah. So I tell you, you know, people really know how to throw a monkey wrench into things. How are you possibly bribing the contractors who are supposed to be getting the work, but they can't get work unless they do certain things for you? Wow. The goal. I mean, just people... They do all kinds of things. Well, the ladies yesterday got to talking about the biblical ways to show love. Yeah. And one of the things, give preference to one another. Yeah. Give preference to one another. And, you know, that's something that You know, people can easily do, we can easily do, but it really doesn't get, you know, done. If you think about all the arguments that take place, because nobody wants to just kind of step back and let someone else take the lead. They won't step back so that someone else can get the recognition, Yeah. Something as simple as that. Oh, what else did they talk about? Accepting one another. Yeah, that's a huge thing right there. Accepting one another. Yeah, you know, we're all not the same. So we're going to have to accept one another's differences in order to make a difference. Yes. And to think those things are biblical yes they are followed with scripture give preference to one another romans 12:10 and accepting one another romans 15:7 yep so you know those are just two areas that we talked about yesterday as biblical ways to show love to one another And, you know, it was talked about yesterday That there's a lot of ways to show quote-unquote love But the unfortunate part of this all Is the fact that, you know If you leave it up to people to show love That really could mean a million things So that's why showing biblical love is so important because it's, you know God's way is Unique When you talk about showing God's love That is unlike any other love That exists Alright? Alrighty That's how we spent our Wow Wednesday Well, today Is Therapeutic Thursday And uh, we talk about our health today Whether emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, financial Yeah, we talk about all different kinds of ways You know, we can get our health and understanding our health. Well, today we're going to do something just a little bit different, you know, for part of our show. And uh, I can't wait. You know, I stumbled across something that I know you all are going to find extremely helpful, and uh, it is definitely going to clear up part of our illness. All right, all right so let's go get that healthy breakfast. Let's go tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back.
1: There are 27 million people trapped in modern day slavery today in 161 countries, including the United States.
0: 80% are female and 50% are children.
1: More than 17,000 people are trafficked into the United States each year. This underground industry takes in more than $32 billion a year worldwide. The End It Movement wants to decrease these numbers by partnering with seven
0: organizations to raise awareness and stop modern day slavery. The End It Movement and their partners cannot complete this mission on their own. They need people, they need you. Join us and them by signing the pledge to shine a light on slavery at enditmovement.com.
3: By following the movement on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and by telling 10 friends to do the same. In 1863,
1: slavery was abolished in our nation There are now more enslaved people in the world than at any other
0: time in history. Please help stop this modern day injustice by joining the End It movement with us.
2: morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Therapeutic Thursday. Ah, yes, today we discuss our health, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, financial, any level of health that God sends us to. Yeah, we need to, uh, Let you know how to improve your health. In many different shapes, forms, and fashions, we give God the glory and honor because we are here on this side of the week. We made it. Trying to finish this week off. This is a big weekend in this nation. It is Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. Mm Hmm. So, you know, this world is really gearing up to uh, cheer on our football league. So, we give God thanks that we are on this side of the week, just kind of narrowing it down. So, let's get to our health tips. Yeah, I say tips because we've got a few. Well, the first thing we're going to talk about are are some myths that dietitians really wish people would not believe. All right? So let's see. Let's see if some of these things you already believe. Okay? All right. Well... Number one, dietitians wish you would not believe the myth where you should only shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Now, I've heard this a million times. hmm So that we can get the best food. You know, they want you to... Hit that produce aisle And they say, you know, just the perimeter of the store You know, is the healthiest And they say, is it true? Yeah, because here's here's what they've said They've said that they want you to stay Within the perimeter of the store Because it offers fresh produce meat, seafood, dairy, and fortified non-dairy products, while some people say that the middle of the stores, those aisles only contain processed and prepackaged foods that are not the healthiest for us. Well, the dietitians say the center aisles contain treasures of nutrient-dense and cultural foods such as frozen fruit, vegetables, canned beans, fruit and vegetables, as well as dried beans, whole grains, nuts, seeds, and spices. Mmm. Now, they say that this is a very damaging myth because it removes delicious, affordable and essential nutrients from people's shopping carts. Yeah. And only 1 in 10 Americans consume the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables and 95% Do not meet the recommended amount of daily fiber. They say to better meet nutrition needs and have a well-balanced diet. They encourage shopping in all areas of the supermarket that stock the high-quality whole foods in many forms. Okay? All right. Number two. They say that they wish that we would stop believing that low-calorie and low-fat means it's healthier. Nope. They say opting for a lowest-calorie option possible will usually leave you feeling hungry and unsatisfied and pretty much causing you to overeat. Mm -hmm. They say when you don't get enough calories, it can backfire in the long run because it can lower your metabolic rate. They say it's also important to note that high-calorie foods such as nuts, avocados, and oils are nutrient-rich and health-promoting, and as with calories, Low-fat isn't better than full-fat. Fat helps us feel full. It better absorbs fat-soluble vitamins, and it provides flavor. They say they caution us that many low-fat and fat-free products, like yogurt or salad dressing, salad dressing excuse me, will often contain a lot of added sugar to try to make up for the flavor. Ooh. So instead of focusing on low-calorie and low-fat foods, they urge us to eat enough calories and fat to support our health and to stay satisfied. Okay? All righty. Myth number three, the dietitians don't want us to believe that natural sugars are healthier than table sugar. They say both honey and maple syrup have antioxidant, antimicrobial, and anti-inflammatory properties, and they do not offer much nutrition. And they are not necessarily healthier than table sugar. They say this also applies to other natural sweeteners such as date sugar, agave nectar, and brown rice syrup. At the end of the day, they say our body digests and views all of these foods as sugar. Wow. And what matters is that excessive sugar of any kind can lead to increased risks for diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, metabolic disorders, depression, and cognitive impairment. Wow. They say rather than stressing about which type of sugar a person chooses, they select to focus on teaching us how to enjoy it in moderation. All right? The American Heart Association advises keeping added sugar to a maximum of six teaspoons for women and nine teaspoons for men per day. All right? Alrighty. Alright. Myth number four they want us to get rid of. Sea salt is healthier than table salt. Wow. Now this one I am definitely interested in hearing. Well, they say just like the sugar, sea salt and Himalayan salt are ultimately salt. Hmm and contain about 40% sodium, similar to table salt. Sea salt is minimally processed and may contain traces of minerals like magnesium, calcium, and potassium, which table salt is more processed to remove impurities and typically fortified with iodine for thyroid health. They say with a well-balanced diet, there's no need to seek out minerals from sea salt. Wow, okay, okay, okay. They say Americans already assume over 150% of the maximum guidelines for sodium. And um, they suggest they're using any salt sparingly. To maintain a healthy diet is the best way. They recommend capping our salt intake at no more than 2,300 milligrams. But ideally, suggest that we stick closer to 1,500 milligrams or less of sodium per day. Okay? Okay. Wow, that one was a good one for me because I, you know, I now pay attention to the labels when it says sea salt, sea salt, sea salt. And, you know, when you constantly see that now, you just automatically assume that it's better. So I'm glad that I saw that one. Wow. Myth number five, that the... Dietitians want us to Get rid of Our eggs are bad For us and raise our Cholesterol now We've been doing a lot Of um, What do you call it A lot of different Lists That really is Promoting eggs Yeah they are really promoting eggs More and more so I'm interested in this myth. They say, as we know, for years people have been steering us away from eggs because of the high dietary cholesterol. They say a study eliminated the daily upper limit of 300 i milli- am sorry, 300 milligrams of diet. Dietary cholesterol per day And it shows That saturated fat Not dietary Cholesterol May increase the risk of Heart disease They say consuming 6 to 12 eggs a week With a heart Healthy eating plan Is generally safe Okay They say eggs Pack a high-quality protein. They are packed with B vitamins, vitamin D, choline, and have an incredible amount of health benefits. Mmm, nice, nice. They say they want us to get rid of the myth: Don't eat after 6 or 7 p.m., or when the sun sets. They say your body doesn't have an internal clock that yells to your cells, (laughs) it's 6 o'clock, time to store this food for weight gain. They say energy is energy no matter when it's consumed. They say for those who exercise late, a post-workout snack, is still key for muscle repair and growth. They say people who work out at night need to eat while they're awake. And many studies also show, also show, excuse me, that it's not necessarily eating late that leads to weight gain, but rather eating larger amounts of food in the evening. So they say eating more earlier in the day may help manage hunger later on and prevent overeating. Mm -hmm. This is an interesting one. They say that having a meal or snack if a person is actually hungry and not bored or emotionally eating is the best thing. They say it all comes down to the types of food you choose. So we should be opting for fresh fruits, veggies, or whole grains later in the day. And that would be better for opting for the cookies, the candies, and the sweets. They say if eating close to bedtime affects our digestive um system reflux or sleep they say consider having that last meal or snack 2 to 3 hours before laying down mm. they say the dietitians they want us to get rid of myth number 7 that coffee is a meal wow who thinks that mm. They say many people can't start the day without their cup of coffee, but by no means is it a replacement for breakfast or any other meal. They say a cup of brewed black black coffee may be antioxidant rich, but it only has about five calories, no protein, fat, fat or carbohydrates. So while some coffee includes protein and fats for milk, it will not leave you full and energized the same way a conventional breakfast does. So the dieticians suggest, in addition to coffee, include quick options like peanut butter on frozen waffles, Greek yogurt with fruit or hard-boiled eggs on avocado toast to start the morning off right. Okay? All right, so these are the myths that dietitians don't want us to believe. And number one, only shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Number two, Low calorie and low fat means healthier. Number three, natural foods, I'm sorry, natural sugars are healthier than table sugar. Myth number four, sea salt is healthier than table salt. Myth number five, eggs are bad for you and raise your cholesterol. They want us to get rid of the myth not to eat after 6 or 7 p.m. or when the sun has set. And they definitely want us to get up, get rid of the myth that says coffee is a meal. All righty. All righty. Well, I want to close out our health tip today. With something that I thought was really interesting I came across last night And they are giving us a comparison Between water, just regular what they call flat water And sparkling water And they say that Carbonation in sparkling water, uh, it doesn't have a bad effect on its hydrating powers as compared to flat water. Most sparkling water is only lightly carbonated, and much of the CO2 disappears on pouring drinks and on letting them stand.
0: Hmm. Let's
2: see. Wow. They also say that the contents of the gastrointestinal tract, which runs from the mouth to the anus, are technically considered to be outside of the body until the small intestine absorbs them. And... When If you ask yourself whether sparkling water is healthy or is as healthy as regular water, they say that the good news is sparkling sparkling water is good for you. They say sparkling water can be great. It's a healthy beverage. And it's not really, you know, in certain instances different from flat water. They say sparkling water can be a little change up from regular water for people who need the variety. And uh, they say that if you have had nothing to drink but soda water all day, that it would be better if you drank just the sparkling water. They say the downside mm, to sparkling water, it damages your teeth. It's not bad for your body, but it is definitely a killer on your teeth. They say when you drink sparkling water, A chemical reaction in your mouth turns carbon dioxide into carbonic acid, and the acid erodes your tooth enamel. Wow! Now, as our tooth, uh, as our uh, excuse me, as the enamel is the tooth's outermost protective structure. When that's compromised, it then leads to a host of, like, all kinds of dental problems like tooth decay, cavities, weakened teeth, or sensitivity. Mm. Now, they're saying that although sparkling water is not as acidic as sugary sodas, it's still more acidic than plain water which can be bad for our teeth. And uh, it lowers the pH of our oral cavity. And they say it's like our mouth becomes a cup of acid, slowly dissolving our enamel away at the microscopic level. All right? So, again, when it comes to your overall general health, Carbonated water is not necessarily better, I'm I'm sorry, bad for your body. And it is not, you know, like this whole lot better than regular um, water. But they say it is definitely doing a number on our teeth. Okay. All righty. So, here's what I stumbled across, and I thought would make like a, f- I mean, a fantastic um, set of news stories. Finances. I stumbled across. I mean, these were a phenomenal set of financial. Um, articles and as I glanced there were like a lot of things that caught my eye and I was wondering a couple of things and I was like oh this is addressing this and that and I didn't do I didn't go you know I like to be just as surprised as the rest of you and I'm like well if I'm wondering these things I wonder how many of our due time Listeners, you know, wonder about the same stuff. So the initial story that caught my eye came from a story that says an Oklahoma woman deposited $13,500 into her account, but the money didn't show up in the account, and it left her... Of course, scrambling to pay our bills and all kinds of problems, and they want to address what to do if our deposit disappears. So I was like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. So I was wondering if all of you could use this piece of information as well as past the staff and I'm sure you can. Hmm. So let's see what they're saying. So if you know this information, then great. Then great. Um, some of the stuff when I kind of glanced through, just a, I mean a quick glance, some of the stuff I knew, some of the stuff I didn't know. So I'm going to give you like 30 seconds to go get a pen and a piece of paper because I think you may want to take some notes. So, let's do this. Hmm. Did you enjoy that? Oh, I did. Well, anybody that knows past stuff knows that I love my music. And I wanted to make sure that you got like a little music to go get your pen and piece of paper. Because we're going to spend a little bit of time We're not going to do regular news today But I am going to do some financial news So we're not going to hear about the criminals and all of that But at the top of the hour We're going to grab whoever's on for our due time crew And we've got like a little segment we're going to do But in the interim Let's talk about what they are advising us to do and helping us to understand that, you know, what we need to know in order not to deposit this kind of money like this lady did and now, you know, it's all over the place and we don't know where our money went because they said she legitimately Deposited this money, and they say that the bank staff allegedly told her that they didn't know if or when the money would even end up in her account. And even if, she, even though she had the deposit slip showing proof that she had, um, uh, put you know, made the transaction now, who wants that? When I put my money in the bank, I want to see my money. I don't know about the rest of you, and I don't want to have to have a receipt to prove that I put my money in there. But, you know, you want to make sure. That's the first thing. Let's even discuss that. We want to make sure that when we make a deposit, whether it's person to person, that we have the receipt from the teller, Keep that receipt. Do not throw it out. Do not get it mixed up with all your papers. Or you want your receipt from the ATM that you put your money in. Okay? And uh, eventually she got her money, but they want us to know some information, and I want us to know the information, and I want to make sure that I know this information. And as we always say, God gives us this information for free. All right. So I gave you a chance to go get your pens and paper. So I'm hoping that you you are armed to take these notes. If not, you just have to listen. You know, go back and listen. All right. So they say, generally, if you deposit cash or checks for $200 or less in person to a, blank, a, blank, a bank employee, you should be able to have full access. You should be able to have full access of that full amount by the next business day. All right? Now, some of you get it right away because I've gotten mine Right away. But if they ask you or tell you that it's not available until the next day, that is pretty much normal, okay? They say if you deposit funds over $200, you should be able to access um, the rest of it, like part of it the first day and the rest of it the second business day, okay? They say if you put your money... In an ATM you should be able to withdraw or use that money on the second business day okay all righty now some of again some of you know this stuff some of you don't so you know take the notes if you don't feel free and that's what we're getting it free for Alrighty. Now, they say sometimes banks or credit unions may make money available quicker than the law requires. Remember, I said that a few minutes ago. And sometimes they may even do it and require an extra fee. Mm. So they say if you're not sure when to expect your funds, make sure you ask your bank or the credit union for their deposit policy, okay? All righty. Because they should be able to tell you. And don't feel bad for asking. Don't feel bad for asking. Make sure you ask your questions. Listen, that's what they're there to do. They're there to serve you, right? So make sure you get that, those questions answered. All right? They want us to remember that different banks may have different cutoff times, for what they consider to be the end of the business day. And if you make your deposit after the cutoff time, your bank could treat that deposit as if you made it the next business day. Okay? All right. Now, they're talking about when the banks can delay our funds. All right? So, They say under certain circumstances They are allowed To delay the availability Of our funds For a reasonable And this is quote unquote A reasonable period of time And they say a reasonable time period Is generally defined As one additional business day Making that a total of two business days ...for checks and five additional business days, a total of seven for non-local checks. All righty? Now, these are checks that are being deposited, like, let's say, for argument's sake, you have a Florida check. And you live in Jersey. That's considered a non-local check. Okay? They say that a delay can occur if you make a deposit over $5,000, if your account has been overdrawn too many times in the past six months, if you made the deposit at an ATM owned by someone other than your bank or your credit union. Now, let's put a pin here. I'll never forget years ago, I had a tenant. When It was time to pay rent, and he said to me, well, I didn't know that if I put my, he'd supposedly deposited a check into another bank's ATM. Why? I'm sorry. Now, I'm not the sharpest thing in the drawer at all times. But if I bank at Chase or if I bank at Capital One, why am I going to deposit and how do I deposit money in TD Bank? Okay, y'all going to have to help me with that one. Listen, my phone is live. Y'all know how to get in touch with me. If y'all know how to make this happen, y'all hit up Pastor's because I have been puzzled about that since about 1996. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm dead serious. That's when it happened, and now I'm looking on this list, and I see it says the same thing. I'm like, yo, how do you do that? Okay, so maybe, 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 if I bank with Capital One, I can go to the ATM and deposit like if I have multiple banks and I deposit a Bank of America check into my Capital One account. Why? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out why, y'all. For me, why am I doing all of that? Just go to Bank of America and put it in their account in their bank. Okay, so I got a ding, let me see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, okay, that's okay, somebody said that somebody said that y'all are listening to me this morning. They're saying, uh, if you use your bank card to deposit your check, yeah, okay, but it- it would make more sense if I'm banking with capital one and Bank of America, that I take the checks that belong to Capital One and put them in Capital One, and I take the checks that belong in Bank of America and put them in Bank of, uh, Bank of America, and then that way I can get, like, some good good withdrawal times, right? Wouldn't that make sense, y'all? All right, help me out, help me out, help me out, okay? All right, we're talking about when there may be some extended um, time on your withdrawals. They say when your bank or credit union has cause to doubt the collectability of your check, and they're saying like if the check was dated earlier than six months. Okay, that makes sense. All right, all right. Uh, you or your bank redeposits a check that has been returned unpaid. Okay, well that makes sense if check was already returned for insufficient funds, then you're going to have to wait a little longer for them to actually honor that check again. Does that makes sense. Okay. So they're telling us if we have a problem such as the woman who, you know, had this like big delay on her $13,000 deposit, they say contact the bank and use the deposit receipt as proof of your transaction, which means you're going to have to hold on to your deposit um, slip that shows, not the one you wrote out, (laughs) but the one that proves that you made the deposit. Now they say if the slip contains an error or the associated amount of cash or checks don't match, then they may have to kind of rely on some other policies or procedures. Okay? So they're saying that if for any reason your bank doesn't honor that deposit receipt or the evidence, whatever evidence that you may have, They say you can seek legal assistance to resolve the issue and uh, go to Help With My Bank on the internet. Help With My Bank. And it's all one word. H-E-L-P-W-I-T-H-M-Y-B-A-N-K. Help With My Bank. Okay, i got some chiming going on over here. Let me see what my listeners are trying to say to me possibly. Mm. Oh, okay. All right, we're getting somebody who's got some knowledge here, and they're saying because your bank has a unique number that only that bank can use, make sure you stick to the same bank pretty much makes sense makes sense thank you so much thank you so much okay so there's also saying that sometimes your deposit issues are caused by some external factors and they say late last year multiple banks in the um in the united states were hit by deposit delays after an error at a payment processing network and i don't i i we had some crazy day last year i don't know if any of you remember this but we had a crazy day where they must use some master um payment processing network because there was one particular day where several banks had issues with Balances, yeah, your balances were all off. Like somebody um, sent you money and it it went in double. Yeah, it happened. It, it definitely happened with one of my banks. And someone had called me that morning and told me about some issue that they had with their bank. And then when I spoke to a couple of other people, they had had problems that same day. So it must be some master something that's going on, and it did. I remember that very clearly. And for me, it the next day, they reversed the money out of my account. Remember I said I got double deposits? I'll leave that there. So, you know, they had to fix that stuff. All right? So I thought that was some good stuff there. Mm. Now, I got something else that I came across that's got something to do with your money. Yes, 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 yes. So, I found an article that talks about how to find the best checking account for you. And I thought that was real essential for those who might be looking. It's the top of the year. You may, you know, want to be looking for some new banking information or some new information that might help you with um, deciding which bank to use. All right? So like I said, we're going to... to, you know, we always talk about our financial health, so we're going to get to this information today, and in a little while I'll get to, you know, our little conversation where you'll get to hear from the due time crew, Pastor Steph will do all the talking. All right, well, hmm, some of the best banks to bank with this year is called mm, wait a minute now oh no it's not that one yet
0: sorry 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 sorry
2: they want us to understand our needs that's the first thing which is essential right all right so all checking accounts they say have the same basic features okay they do they allow you to deposit and withdraw money um, You can withdraw via a check or a debit card or electronic transfer. So those things are not really exclusive. You're going to really pretty much get those things across the board. Okay? The only thing that's going to vary probably is your withdrawal amount daily. Like I used to bank with a credit union years ago and you could only take out a maximum of $250 a day. Yeah, and they meant a day. And that was a 24-hour period. So it did not mean, let's say, what is this, February 8th from 12 o'clock a.m. to 11.59 p.m. Nope. They meant that if I took out money, if I took out $250 on February 8th at 5:02 p.m. from the ATM I could not take out another $250 until the 9th of February. 200 and that same $250 max. Yeah. Yeah. That was back in the day. They had that um limit um and that parameter. So that's the only thing that you'll really vary they're saying. But other than that, they all have the basic, you know, if you try to look for a special checking account, it's not gonna be much different. They say if you're looking for student checking, now this is like so crucial here to even see these things. Oh my goodness. I don't know about y'all. I'm excited to be able to bring y'all this information because so many people don't know and God is amazing. He gives us this stuff for free. All right, so check-in if you're looking for student check-in they say these accounts are intended for children or college students alone and they usually have low minimum deposit requirements and no monthly fees all right so if you want to open up an account for your child or a college student go for student check-in okay this is what they're telling us. These these, these are the quote-unquote experts. I did some research to make sure that this was, like, essential and valid information. Yeah, because I want to bring you everything that you need. All right, free checking. Now, for those who are looking for free checking, they're saying that a free checking account is open to anyone 18 or older for those banks that have it, and these accounts do not have monthly fees, so you can accept and make payments without paying service fees. Now, this is crucial because I have a, I have a bank that charges me $12 a month, and I am annoyed, annoyed, annoyed because I can use my little $12. Now, I'm trying to figure out, I think it's, If I don't have a certain amount of money in the account. Because at one point, I wasn't seeing this $12. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing the $12. So I believe that when I maintained for um, a very short time, like a higher balance, you know, okay, yeah, I'm telling my business. Okay, it's okay. I don't mind. How can I help you if I'm keeping all my secrets? All right. If you don't have a certain amount in the bank account, then... They're charging me the fee, also, some banks will not will give you a free checking account if you have direct deposit, okay? And that's not just of a payroll check. Now that's any type of government check that's any type of like say a pension um check or pay, monthly payment, anything like that, okay? So you want to definitely look for free checking, especially if you don't and you won't keep a lot of money because a lot of times people use a checking account just to pay bills. So if you're constantly paying bills out of that account, you will not have a high balance and you may eat the the fee as much as, like I said, $12. I'm looking at this $12 and make me mad every month, but... Listen, I ain't got it like that. Now, if y'all wanna how shall I say, sow a seed, <laughs> then that's a little different to help Pastor Steph not eat this twelve dollars every month. Then I surely appreciate it. But on a on a serious note, you can have a free free checking. Just ask your the, the bank. You know if they have that. All right, interest checking. They say most checking accounts are not interest-bearing, which we know, because remember, there's a lot of revolving um, transactions going on. They say, so the money you keep in there won't grow. However, some interest-bearing checking accounts allow you to earn interest, but they often have monthly fees or a balance requirement. Didn't I just say that? Yep, there you go. There you go. All right, so they do have, for those of you who are looking for, interest checking. Now, here's the funny part. Now, I don't know if y'all caught this, but I'm going to read this piece again. However, some interest-bearing checking accounts allow you to earn interest, but they often have monthly fees or balance requirements. So if you're charging me a monthly fee, then where am I getting this interest from? Because whatever interest you give me, it's coming out in the fees, right? Right. So, even, okay, so let's use our twelve, my $12. Well, I'd have to get a whole lot of interest every so often in order for that fee, if it's $12, not to eat up all the interest. So then it becomes like a dumb circle, right? So just be careful. Be careful, you know, if you're really looking for some interest-bearing checking account, that your fees aren't eating up the little interest that they're giving you, okay? Rewards checking. Now, remember now, we're trying to figure out what suits you. What are your needs, okay? Because you're trying to find a new um, account. They're trying to give us information as to the best checking accounts starting at the top of the year. Because, you know, at the top of the year, they give a whole bunch of extra perks. And then after a while, Stuff starts going down. So you may want to jump on this in the beginning because they, once you get it, you're locked into it. That's the other thing, okay? So it's not like after a while you don't get it anymore. They offer this at the top of the year for those who join brand new um, bankers, and then after a while they don't offer these perps, quote-unquote, anymore, all right? So rewards checking. They say a rewards checking account allows account holders to earn cash back or points on purchases. For example, you may earn 1% cash back on purchases made with your debit card. And we see this stuff all the time with your credit cards, but they do have this with some debit cards. However, they say you usually must maintain a certain balance or complete a minimum number of transactions to qualify for the rewards. All right. Listen, I'm giving you all some Golden opportunity. God is putting out some golden opportunities out here for you this morning. Mm, when you talk about people, money, people listening. So I hope y'all got your pens and papers. Y'all writing this stuff down, or either you're gonna have to go back and listen. All right. So this stuff really works. I have to see. I have to tell you because I I I have I do have one that gives me like points. Like Disney points Now like I'm going to Disney But listen It's points of points I did have this grand idea To take Mariah to Disney And I was like well maybe with all the Swiping I do I'll get some points back So every once in a while I do get Some type of email or something That tells you like You have like these kind of points Toward your Disney purchase or whatever, and it also works at the Disney store. Like I'm going to the Disney store. <laughs> but listen, it dep- you know, whatever your needs are, remember we're talking about your particular interests, your particular needs. So if you need cash back, I would suggest ask the bank about this rewards check-in because that means every time you swipe, it's, I mean, there is one I saw that gives you, like, for every dollar, you get, like, a certain amount of pennies back. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they, they have a lot of rewards, you know, perks and stuff like that.
3: All right? Now,
2: so the different types of checking uh, checking accounts. Oh, wait a minute. I missed one. Senior check-in. How could I miss that? Senior check-in. So they say senior accounts are for older adults such as those 55 and older. I need to start looking for this. They have low balance requirements and they rarely have monthly fees. Where has this information been all my life? Because I've been 55 for a couple of years now. I need because I need to give it just $12. So seniors, there you go. And here's the best part. You are considered a senior. At 55 you don't have to wait till 65 it's 10 years earlier all right so you have student checking senior checking free checking interest checking and rewards checking all right now they want to give us information regarding the different types of financial institutions and there are two Main types. There are regular banks. Now, they say banks are financial institutions that are privately owned institutions licensed to offer bank accounts and loans. They typically operate multiple branches in several states, and some offer their services nationwide. All right? Now, that's a regular bank. Now, they have the credit union. Bing, 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 bing. I love the credit union. Credit unions are nonprofit organizations, and you have to become a member to open an account because credit unions are nonprofits. Their accounts tend to have lower checking account fees and better rates than um, for-profit banking institutions. Listen to me, people. Check out the credit union. Like years ago, yes, years ago you had to belong to, let's say, a a job, a specific job to belong to a credit union. Now that is not the case anymore. It is a very rare occasion that they are requiring you to belong to a a specific uh, employer in order to be able to join a credit union. You can join these credit unions out right now. And when I tell you the benefits are out there, they are out there. It is much different than a bank. The only real difference is the locations. They don't have, like, let's what's the it, what's it, like Capital One and Chase, they have those everywhere. They are not everywhere. They don't have branches everywhere. They're not as many branches either. You can't walk up to these banks, you know, the same way or to these credit unions the same way, but when I tell you the perks and the fees are almost non-existent, there are so many perks with a credit union that you do not get with a traditional bank, and there are almost no fees whatsoever. I have belonged to several credit unions over the years because of, you know, jobs and they do not do the same thing that regular banks do all right so if that's what you're looking for then check it out just do the research that's all i'm saying do the research remember we're talking about your needs your preferences what you're looking for i don't know what you're looking for so that that i don't have a bank on every corner might be a real a huge deal for you all right so they say a neo bank or credit union will allow you to open an account entirely online, okay? And since an online bank doesn't have physical branches, it has lower overhead costs, and it can pass those savings on to customers through lower fees and higher annual percentage yields, but they don't have local branches you can visit when you need help. See, didn't I just tell you? I know a little something. Just a little something, yeah. Um, That's exactly what I was talking about Also when they were talking about um, They have higher annual percentage yields Years ago I belonged to a credit union That I think I had like $2 in a savings account Because I really didn't use the savings account And I was getting like 5 cents interest I'll take my nickel Y'all can throw that away if you want to I'll take it So, again, it's based on what you are looking for. They say traditional banks and credit unions often have online account management tools, but they also operate branches, and they tend to have higher fees and lower APYs, but you can visit any branch to withdraw or deposit your money. Okay? So they say regardless of which type of institution you choose, Please write this down. Make sure it's backed by FDIC, and that's the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation or the NCUA, which is the National Credit Union Administration, okay? And they say member FDIC and member NCUA, Those organizations provide deposit insurance up to $250,000, which protects your money if your bank or credit union fails. Do you remember what was the last year or the year before where they had that big issue with, with a couple of these banks and the people lost? They couldn't find the people's money or they went out of business. I don't know I can't remember I can't remember like the real details but yeah it was a huge problem because of, uh I think a couple of the banks were not insured yeah they were not under either the FDIC or the NCUA so make sure either way you go if you go to the credit union that you look for that NCUA sign if you go to regular bank you look at the FDIC sign, okay? Don't put your money in there if not, because if they go, bloop, bloop, so does your money, okay? They say compare your fees and charges, okay? They say checking account fees vary by financial financial institution, so make sure you review your deposit account agreement. They say the. Deposit account agreement is usually available through a link at the bottom of the check-in accounts page in fine print. So they say if you can't find it, email the bank or visit the branch in person and get that information, okay? All right, I want to finish this up. So I think this is, like, really important. All right. They say monthly service fees are important to know. Didn't I just tell you all about that, that $12? Yeah. They say you pay monthly fees if you didn't complete a certain amount of transactions or if you did not keep a certain amount of money in the account for that month. All right. Fee waivers. They say some banks will waive the monthly fee. Again, if you meet their criteria, such as the minimum balance or direct deposit, all right? Overdraft fees. Now, I don't know if y'all heard, but a lot of banks are waiving this. Yes, 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 they're waiving their overdraft fees. Not only that, there are some banks that if you're on the negative side, you have until like some banks are 11, some banks are 10, and some banks are midnight. Yeah, they'll give you all day to clear up that negative. Now, y'all know years ago, (laughs) how many of y'all were writing checks? And y'all knew y'all didn't have the money. Y'all were running around trying to get that money up in there. Yeah, well, they make it a little easier for you now. Um, But for those who do have the overdraft fees, they can be as high as $35. All right? That's if you wrote a check for something that, you didn't have in there and they don't give you that opportunity or if that window has gone then they charge you the $35 or whatever their fee is okay non-sufficient fund fees okay so they're very similar to the overdrive fees and again that's when it hits your bank that 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 transaction hits your bank and you don't have the money All right, you're going to eat that non-sufficient fund fee, ATM fees. Mm. Now, this is where you kind of get caught with the credit union. Because you don't have a local bank, you do have a credit. You do have a, um, I'm sorry, a bank card, but you're going to eat the fees because that's how they make their money. Whenever you withdraw, there's a fee. Not only are you eating a fee, maybe from your bank, your credit union, but whatever bank or machine you're going to. Yeah, and some machines, based on where you are, they charge you. So if you go down to, like, Midtown Manhattan, those ATM fees are much higher. They are much higher, even at the bank. Yeah. I went somewhere and it was like $5. I was like, oh, no, you won't. I need my $5. Yeah, I need my 12, I need my 5. <laughs> Pastor stuff needs some money. I can't be giving my money to these people. And you know what? I have to be honest. I make sure we don't use bank cards very often. No. Because, you know, like years ago, This is, I'm not, not going to lie, this has been maybe about 10 years now. I have seen the money we have used up in, in ATM fees. So we really don't use it. No, mm -mm. just go purchase what you need. And most places will allow you to use your your, your bank card, Um, you know. And some people, you don't want to throw your bank card around everywhere because everywhere is not reputable. But you get my point. If it's safe, use it. It'll keep you from the fees, keep you from the ATM fees. All right? All right. So we're going to stop there. Oh, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I still got two of my due time crew members here and you might want to hear their voice. You know, Pastor Steph's been talking ever since good morning, good morning, good morning. Since so for an hour and fifteen minutes you've been listening to Pastor Steph alone. And but I've given a wealth of information here. I mean, I just I was kinda quizzing myself. On what I knew as I was going through, um, you know, all of this here, and some stuff I didn't know. Like I said, you know, I, I learned just as well as you do, And some of the stuff I knew. So I was I was kind of happy to be learning some stuff. So make sure if you missed any of that, that's like crucial. And even if here's the thing, as as I close this segment, this financial segment out, I'm going to try to think of a financial title. If y'all got a financial title cuz I want to do this more often. When I when I looked at all cuz I have tons of stuff here. I have tons of articles. I'd love to be able to give you more um financial information just like the uh health tips. So please if um if you can think of like a name for this little segment, throw it out. Send it to me. I'd love to hear it. All right? Um but i'm I'm definitely gonna do this again. I'm definitely gonna do this again. I'm gonna hold on to this whatever I don't have. I have like three other articles filled with like valuable information that we all can use and Here's what I was gonna say in closing you know even they they're talking about this now because it's still at the top of the year, and banks are still you know offering their perks for the new year and, you know, because they're trying to drive, you know, business to them. So many competitors out here because not only are there local banks popping up, but there are a lot of online banks popping up, reputable ones, reputable ones. They have good, real good online banks. I know a couple of people who have online I, I'm not doing it, but um I do know a couple of people who have, who have online banks, and, and it works just you know, as well for them doing the online as it does for us who do the local banks. But, you know, to me, it was good to get this information because what if you weren't considering what you, when I read all of this stuff, you didn't realize how you were maybe not in the best, you know, bank. Banking with the best bank. You got some other stuff that you could, that's out there that you didn't even realize that was out there. So, Listen, eat this information up. God is amazing. He gives us this stuff for absolutely free. Well, I want to play a little bit of Rip from the Headlines. All right. Now, what are we talking about this morning? Mm. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. This was a good one. This was a good one. So, let's say good morning to the due time crew first. Let's say good morning. Good morning, Pastor K. L.
1: Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you?
2: I am well, thank you. You've been listening for a while. Did you learn anything this morning?
1: I learned not to put my money in banks.
2: You know what? <laughs> you know
1: what?
2: I'm so glad we don't have a bunch of yous on this line. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! I'm but sorry. It's okay. I, I okay. just don't
1: believe in banks. I don't believe in banks. Oh, for real? For real?
2: Wow! Wow!
1: I, I have a safe wow. in my home, and my money goes in, in my safe.
2: And you're telling people online?
0: <laughs> well, I'm coming yeah. to rip you off. Then come on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? Now, tell me something. Yeah. Why don't you believe in banks? Because this is ripped from the headlines. Why don't you? Because, see, you're not a baby boomer. Baby boomers were the ones who said they didn't believe in banks. Why don't you believe in banks?
1: I mean, j- just for some of the stuff that, that, that you say, where, you know, there, there's accidents and, you know, you got to keep dotted notes in order to find your own money. No, I'm, I'm not doing all that. You know, if, if I... Okay. And this is just this is just me. If I want to go to Walmart and and, and, and throw away a receipt, but well, this TV is broken, you gonna return my TV or you gonna exchange it? You know, it, it just it just if this is my money, now we got now I got to have the proof that I put my money in your bank, and you're supposed to be my financial institute. Now I can see if I did it on the ATM. I mean, yeah, the ATM. But if I go in the bank. At some point, there has to be a camera in your bank because you don't want me to rob you. So you have all these things to figure out where my money is and when I put it in here. So no, I, I, don't, I don't have time because when I need my last two dollars, I need to be able to get out my last two dollars. Well,
2: I hear you. I hear you. Wow. Okay. 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 Makes sense. I can hear that. I hear you. I hear you. All right.
1: But oh, but I do something- I do want to say one thing for 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 for, for the listeners. Because a lot of the listeners, you know, they, they've they been on here from, from the beginning of time, from when I came on, and you and I have talked about a lot of stuff, and everybody knew that at one point when I was like 12, I rented from Pastor Steph. I just want y'all to know that I was not the one who deposited the money in the wrong bank. That was not me. So I don't want y'all to put that together and say... Pastor K.L. did that? I did not do that, okay? <laughs> I
0: forgot I even told that story this morning. I didn't <laughs> talk about so much trouble.
2: Oh, my goodness. Okay, okay, I'll... Uh, <laughs> Okay. you hear Pastor Kale say when he was 12, he rented from me? You know what? You should, should be locked up for lying. But it, also, it was Pastor Cale. You see, I wasn't even going to say that. Now, he didn't put his, you know, now he's trying to exonerate himself. I didn't mention any names, he it wasn't me.
0: You know what? Come on, Pastor Cale. It's all right. You know, now
2: that you put it out there, it was Pastor (laughs) K.L. But I've forgiven him since then. He wouldn't be on the show, right? So I have forgiven him. We have shaken. You know, we shook hands. We've hugged. (laughs) You know, we've made up. We've become buddies again.
0: <laughs> I don't hold it against
2: him. I just wanted y'all to know that this is how long people been doing stuff like this. Since when he was 12, he's been depositing right. stuff in right. the wrong bank since he was 12 years old. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, well, you know, let's say good morning to Shati and see what she has to say about banking. She's a millennial. So let's see. Because, see, you're a Gen Y. You're a Gen Y, you're a Gen... No, we're X's. We're X's. We're Gen X. Yes, you're a Gen X like I am. So, baby boomers were the ones who initially used to complain about banks because they used to keep it in the mattress and the wall and all of that kind of stuff because they didn't right. trust anybody. Um, but when it came around to our generation, we were, you know, a lot more uh, bank savvy and all kinds of stuff. Um So, you know, we didn't have um, issues with that. So let's see what the millennial has to say. Good morning, Shatis.
3: Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you?
2: Good, good, good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well. So what do you say about all this banking information you heard this morning?
3: What really stood out was the keeping your deposit receipt mm-hmm. without realizing it. Like i never, it wasn't until a little while ago, like I realized how adamant I am about each time I make a deposit, it could be for a dollar. I don't want my receipt because I don't want nobody to ever say anything, especially when you make your Like, have you ever been to the ATM real late at night and mm-hmm. you have to make a deposit? It was like okay, one thing. If I'm at the machine, I'm making a deposit at the machine during the day. And God forbid anything glitches, anything messes up, I can still run right inside to the teller. If it's like twelve, one, two in the morning, there's no teller to go to. So it's like I want everything right Nah, I want, everything. and then it's got me in the habit of not wanting to make large deposits. If there was no color okay. for me to be able to go to, you know, like if it's late at mm-hmm. night after hours or something like that. It's like, because like, gosh, if there's something that happens with my stuck here all night, or now I'm mm-hmm. guarding the ATM all night because I want nobody else to try to come behind me because then that's going to be, no, 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 no. So I've just been in the habit of just holding on to each receipt, even though we have the online banking, you have the banking app. I can tell you, still that paper receipt, a lot of the times, is like everything. What
2: do you think about Pastor Kale saying, because it, it makes a lot of sense, when he says, listen, if I put my money in your bank, maybe an ATM I can, I can see. But when I go to a teller, a live teller, I shouldn't have to worry about any backup, that, I that you know, looking at what you did an hour or two from now. What do you think about that concept?
3: Now. I just needed a little more clarity on that. Not having to worry about any backup as far as what you did with the money.
2: Yeah, he's saying, listen, because remember, one of the, the pieces of advice they give us is make sure you hold on to your receipt because that's what happened with the lady. Oh, okay. she made the, I don't remember how she made the deposit, but anyway, she made the deposit, and later on she had the receipt, but she, they couldn't find her mm-hmm. money. So they were saying that regardless of whether you go to the teller or to the ATM, make sure you hold on to your receipt. And he's like, hey, if I went to a live person, why should I have that same concern mm-hmm. as though I went to the ATM? What do you think about that concept?
3: That's a valid concept because that kind of goes with what I was saying. You know, if I I want to make sure I'm making a deposit at the ATM during banking hours so God forbid something glitches, I can go to a live person. But if now i got to worry about the live person, it's not like I can go to the machine. So the machine can correct the live you know what I'm saying, so the machine can correct the live person you know so i it, it's a a valid point that he made you know if I, I and of course you would want your receipt because there's been a transaction, so of course you you know you would want that just like you know when you were a kid and you know your your parents I don't know, I, I know my mother used to do this even if I gave her money. Hey, don't you walk away without letting them count in front of you first. You're like, dag, is you. I don't care if it's me. I don't care. You know, but it's because, uh-huh. unfortunately, there are people who would either miscount and then claim you gave them $69, maybe 70 you know what I'm saying? So even if it's a legitimate mistake like that, before you even think about somebody doing something intentionally, you know, malicious, but unfortunately, you do have to make sure you have your receipt to cover yourself. But, I mean, it is a, a valid especially with hearing that story like dag if you're a, a person and your job is money you know to, to sit here and count money god forbid you gave me my receipt i went outside and then blew it right out of my hand now i'm what i'm all messed up because you know you did something <laughs> sneaky here you know what i'm saying you you did something yes. you know on the low and underhanded and now i'm in here battling with you like that that's a lot
2: no, it, it is it is a valid point, you know. I never thought about that. I never thought about that. I'm just in the habit of just keeping my receipts, whether I go to a teller or to an mm-hmm. ATM. This is my proof until I see my money sitting up in there, um, I'm holding on to my receipt. That's just a just a habit I have. But it is a valid it is a valid point and a valid concern. So, um, thank you both I, for indulging. I do you? have a
1: question. I have yes. I have one question. When uh, I was in New York you guys have you guys have the atms that that's inside do y'all still have that yes mm-hmm. you understand know what i mean yes okay yes. see the, mm-hmm. the the difference from from us is that we don't have that all of our atms is either drive up or walk up <laughs> you know wow. what i mean Wow. we don't have anything that's enclosed like that you know when you're enclosed wow. like that there's a lot of cameras and stuff like that At right, and atm right, right. drive up you got you depending on what size car you have You got to hope that that camera sees your face.
2: Right, right, right. right. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. It
1: ain't ain't like you can direct the camera up or the camera moves when you have a truck or when you have a Mercedes, you understand what I'm saying,
2: so it's Mm. it's no telling
1: who it's going to catch.
2: Interesting. Very interesting. Wow. Not only that, where's my safety? Uh, right. I want be put my That's arm out, amazing. and then somebody come by and snatch my money or take my arm off. Or now I got I got <laughs> you on my arm, and now I'm pulling and you tugging. And where's my safety? At least if I'm on the inside, you know I've got some type of you know covering. But I, I'm not I'm not with the bank. The the, the machines outside that I'm not using. I, I just I don't ha- I don't feel that safe. I just don't. I don't want nobody running up on my back. I don't want to be looking over my mm-hmm. shoulder. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. So thank God they still have, you know, the the ATMs that are on the inside. Because other than that, I wouldn't use it. And I'm going to tell you something else I don't like. When you go into some of these stores, why y'all got the ATM at the door? I'm like, yo, is it me? <laughs> Why is the ATM, why you don't put it in the back of the store? You know, if you're considering getting an ATM machine for your customers, that needs to be somewhere not at the door. I don't need for everybody who's walking in or out Mm -hmm. to see that I'm doing something here and you looking at the screen possibly, so now I got to stand and block the machine. No, that's just way too much. That's just way too much. Well, so you well, know what?
1: Well, let, 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 let me, let me add to that as, as a store owner. It's more, oh, okay. dangerous to, to, it's more dangerous to put your ATM in the middle of the store or in the back of the store because now I can mm. definitely rob you. There ain't nobody back here but, but, but me and you. In the front of the store, a lot of times in the front of the store, you're right by the person or close to the person who's at the register. So if something jumps down, then I can call 911. But if I got it all the way in the back, you know, he can grab your mouth and and tell you to punch in the code and take all your money and he's gone.
2: I guess you're right. I guess you're right. So I guess there's pros and cons to both because, like you said, if you're in the back of the store and nobody's there back there, Right, it's only the two of you, and probably the one at the register doesn't see back that far. Um, right, right. So that makes that make that makes sense. But it's just something about this thing being right at the front. That although it it, it is a little safer than being back, I just don't feel comfortable with y'all just walking by me with me taking care of my business. So I'm forced mm-hmm. to kind of go right, to a right. bank. I'm kind of forced to go to a bank, you know, where you're all everybody's online and nobody's standing beside you. And that's the other thing that we've talked about here with with the doorman. Yo, go away. You've got the the the, 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 the row of you have to step inside and you have the row of um ATM machines and you got the people online waiting their turn and yet i got you opening and closing the door i was like no i'm sorry when i signed up for for td bank i they didn't tell me they had a doorman go away you know so it, I, that's the way i feel with with the people that, at let's say the mm-hmm. bodega you know so I, I don't know i i guess i i understand it now thank you for you know for explaining that um past K.L. Uh, because it, it definitely makes sense for my safety that you're not pushing me in the back or in the middle of the store. But, man, again, that goes back to what I was saying. We don't use a whole lot of, we don't keep a lot of cash because, yeah, the, 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 uh, we all know that's just too much. Too much, too much, too much. Uh, all right. I got a rip from the headlines, and I would love, and this is like right up Shantice's alley. And um, Pastor Ki, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. So, there was a couple who went out to eat. She's thirty years old, and they um, they pride themselves on being good tippers, big tippers. So they say they went. He's, she's thirty. He's thirty-one. They said they, they they tip huge. They tip really big. So they say they went out to eat and they the bill was forty six dollars, but they left a they left two hundred dollars cash on the table. Now that there I thought was exceptional because long gone leaving cash on the table. I haven't done that in years either. But they left two hundred dollars on the table, which meant there was forty six dollars to cover the bill. And one hundred and fifty-four dollars to cover the gratuity. Well, they say that the waitress—they—they they left their money on the table and they went. They proceeded to go and leave the restaurant. And they were at the door, and they say this: the the young lady, the quote unquote nice young lady. This is the woman speaking. The nice young lady, who was in her early twenties, she supposes, she ran up to them and said that they did not pay the bill, and it appeared as though they were trying to leave without paying. So she said that she told the the young lady, I left the cash on the table after the check came, and I wasn't looking for any change, so whatever I left there is what I wanted you to have, and we got up and we left. So she said because... The woman, the young lady, accused them of trying to leave and not pay the bill. She walked back to the table, took the $200 and replaced it with a $50 bill, which meant she only left $4 tip instead of the $154 tip. And she covered the forty-six dollar bill. So when the young lady, I guess the puzzle on her face when she went back, she said she was the girl said she was kind of embarrassed, and the look on her face. That's when the lady explained because you accused me of my husband of trying to leave out without paying. Now you get nothing. So. I wanted to know what you two thought about it, and then I'll tell you what her husband um, said, whether he agreed or disagreed. Well, what do you think about that, Pastor KL? Are you talking to the mute button?
1: Hi, how are we going? No, 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 no. I had a a vending. I'm sorry. Well, what what I think about it is that, first of all, you should have checked first the table. Is what I would think. Because, I mean, a lot of times, even my old behind, I still leave money on the table. You know, I didn't know that they, they don't do that no more. She should have checked the table first. Um, yeah, I, I would have been, as, as the customer, I would have been not only annoyed, but I would have been embarrassed. First of all, that you accused me of trying to walk out of here. You know what I mean? If, if I had my dinner and I ate my dinner, or if I decided to come into your restaurant, surely I could pay for it but you're accused of trying to steal, so you have to take the money back, too, because uh, I, I, you would have uh, embarrassed me and tried to call me out to be something that I'm not.
2: Okay, okay. Shatis, what's your thought?
3: Yeah, because typically when a server runs a guest down, that's never done quietly. So somebody else did heard that you on the bill and that's the first thing you do when you you know whether you believe they left something on the table or not you go and check whether it's the credit card receipt because as a server, you get in trouble for that you know if, if they take the credit card receipt with them so you check the table to see where it is so unless she had it really tucked away underneath something <laughs> like rolled up under the menu or plate or something like that. I don't see how you didn't check the table and didn't see the money. And now you're running up on them. I thought you were going to say she ran up on them to, you know, think them or try to give them their change. But that means you just assume that they didn't tip. So, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure she's so real crazy when she's noticed the money swap, You know, the the bill swap. So, yeah, that, that was just okay. like extra killers.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Let's read some of the comments. Mm. They said, when we pay with cash, which is frequently, we always hand it to the waiter, or waitress, and tell them it's all set with the tip included. No way are we leaving $200 in cash sitting on the table for anyone to walk away with. Hmm. What else are they saying here? I had a first date in a crowded place in Brooklyn 35 years ago and left cash on the table and left and got chased into the street for not paying, which was embarrassing. But my date saw me pay. Someone swapped it. Now I never leave cash on the table again. Well, the husband was upset with the wife. He felt that she overreacted. And... He said it was simply a mistake, careless mistake, as you two um, both said, but he felt that she should have given her a pass and left the money there. Um, Surely she was worth more than $4 tip, he said, even though he felt, she did make a very careless mistake that had nothing to do with her overall service, that she held that service, uh, that money now to the end of the night, opposed to the whole service that they gave, you know, that she rendered. What do you think about that concept, Pastor K.L.? I think
1: that's crazy. I think that's absolutely crazy. This is, and this is why I say this. When I go to a show, Dante's a behind her behind us. But if the show is horrible, it's horrible. So, so you have to perform from, from the opening of the show to the ending of the show. So her performance is from the opening from when I sat there to when I left. And it, it, if your curtain call was to run me down and tell me how to get paid, you, you voided out your whole
2: performance. Okay, okay, chase, what do you think of the 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 husband's um, uh, feedback, his response?
3: I understand what he's saying. Again, I think it has everything to do with how you ran. So I, I don't know if anyone has ever you know watched that, witnessed that before. Very, very rarely is that done with discretion. Because you need backup a lot of the time. So even though it wasn't a high check, you still don't want to have to come out your pocket for no $48. So were you loud and obnoxious? And, again, how careless do you tonight even check? Because for me to leave $200 and my bill was only $48, I thought really highly of your service. And then now it's like, well, what happened to all of your attentiveness and all of this and all of that? then now you're running me down talking about I didn't pay. So I could very well see why now you would get turned off. And now all you want to do is just pay the bill and not want to tip because you, like Pastor Kale said, you now just messed up. It's almost like you just wiped away every good thing you did. Because you were careless, whether because you were paranoid or whether because you figured, because I was a certain race and typically they don't tip or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it, it, I can definitely see how now you would feel like, okay, I just wiped away everything. Like, I'm I'm just turned off. So I understand what he's saying, but at the same time, you still have to consider, you know, how everything was done also.
2: All righty. There's another comment from a... Um, a reader, it says, Your server just received a $150 lesson (laughs) in how not to deal with customers. Hopefully it will serve her well in the future. All right, so that's how um, another person... um, Another comment, last comment, people pay with cash all the time. I don't know why on earth she thought chasing you down without checking the table was a good idea. So they have, uh, you know, some some people are really um, jumping on that, really jumping on that thing. Uh, I will uh, render my opinion in the closing, but I want to thank my due time crew as short as our, conversation was this morning, or do we have time for another one? We may have time for another one. We may have time for another one. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Uh, This is a good one. Let me see. not there anymore. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I can pull up another one really quickly. i got about five minutes. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I have been involved with a married man for for the last five years. He lied to me about his status. He told me that a woman he'd had a 15-year relationship with had left him. I recently learned he has been with her for more than 30 years, and she's the mother of his kids. I have tried to walk away many times, but I always go back. I don't blame him, but I am very hurt by the deceptions. I've been hospitalized for depression three times since I've been with him. I'm not a home wrecker. He's not a demon. <laughs> I just need help. I can't go on like this. My mental health is deteriorating rapidly now. Please help me. Shatis.
3: How do you just describe everything that is happening and saying it's not happening? <laughs> you are a homewrecker because now that you know, you still decide to stay in that situation and interfere with that marriage. You're depressed because you keep deciding to stay within this situation while he's married to someone else. Like, so once you found out that not only he was married and had kids, and it has been 30 years why not pull yourself out? Is it something you probably would want to do automatically? No, but you have been in hospital. Okay, so after the first time you were hospitalized, and then it was the second time, and then it was the third time, and now you're writing after so the health is just that nothing good is going to come out of this You're just going to continue to sink Further and further and further down Emotionally Mm-mm. And and once you realize Maybe if she read it Read her own letter back Maybe she would see how it sounds But you you can't say Describe the story And, and describe how everything is And then say well that's not how it is Because it is That's exactly how it feels
2: Okay Okay, Pastor KL. What are we talking about here? Talking to the mute button or the vendor?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry.
2: There, there, there's so many things wrong with it. this. Is like
1: a strawberry letter. There's so many things wrong with this letter in so many ways. First of all, you're not a home homewrecker. But you're, you're dealing with a married married man. But so so that, that's the first thing. Who, who does that? Who, who who does not have the intention of, of being a home wrecker? You want to be with this man. Second of all, this man is not conducive to your health. So your health mm-hmm. means nothing to you. So so you know you're gonna stay with this man who ain't leaving his woman, and kill yourself trying. To me, that makes no sense. That that's like me being a diabetic. And I want to eat candy all day. I know that ain't good for me, but I like the candy. So I'm going to kill myself
2: trying to do the things that I like.
1: There's no mm-hmm.
2: sense. All righty. All righty. Thank you, my due time crew, for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. You
1: as well. You as well. You too. Thank, Thank
2: you. you. Thank you. All right. Let's get this benediction. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 1, 5, and 6. All righty. Let me uh pull up my little thing here, all right, so we have the the uh the uh customer who took away the one hundred and fifty dollar tip and the fifty dollars which covered the forty six dollar bill and gave her a four dollar tip so It was said by Pastor K.L. and Shantese that, hey, you know, you you did it to yourself. You know, by you accusing, and Shantese said it has to be on kind of like a loud level, accusing them of walking out without paying the bill, that you kind of wiped out all of the good stuff you did. So now you deserve nothing because you goofed at the end. I'm on the side of the husband. Um, For me, I would not have taken away everything but $4. I I do believe that, you know, she did goof, and it was a bad goof. Um, You would have done, it would have served you well to look on that table, because to me, you should have done your due diligence, and the due diligence really wasn't done. Because to me, as a server, wouldn't the first place the first place you look wouldn't it be at on the table because although a lot of people you know don't leave cash necessarily on the table, but that's still a practice, so you would have done much better looking on the table, checking and making sure that the money wasn't there and then if you didn't see anything then you know go and you know ask about the bill or approach or however they they do it however i i would not have taken away everything because i my mind goes where the husband's mind went despite the fact that at the end and maybe in another situation another um scenario I would look at, well, your your ending wiped out everything from the beginning to the end. But in this particular case, as we're talking about this, I don't, I, I would not base, if I was so happy with her that I left her a $154 tip, I couldn't see myself taking away everything but the $4 because I was upset that she accused me because it wasn't, where she really thought you... And I know maybe people don't agree, but it was to me. It wasn't where she felt you stole first. It was her negligence that, you know, and her haste where she thought you were walking out of the check. Now, maybe people don't understand what I'm saying, and I'm okay with that. Um, Because, you know, you may not agree. I just, to me, at $150... I'm going down to, as my mother would say, zero. No, nah, I, I, for me, that's extreme. I think if you, if, you, if you had taken any of her money and that was innocently done by silly level of negligence, I think you would have taught her a lesson. So even if you took that $150 and you made it $50, she would have learned that lesson. Because servers, that's a dream, to be left one hundred and fifty dollars on the table. Now, did she make a silly mistake? I agree, one hundred and fifty percent. I agree. But to me, if your um, if your uh, tip was that big to take it down to that, no, nah, I think that was just like straight extreme. That that's just, and I think, like I said, I'm not saying. She should not have gotten anything deducted because I, that, you need to be taught a lesson. But it, it's just too extreme. It's just, now, if you were going to leave her $10 and then you opted to leave her 4 then, you know, for me, that would make sense. But now I, I, I'm not going from no $150. I think if she saw on that table... That you had tipped her one hundred and fifty dollars, and you took away the majority of that. Like I say, even if you left her with fifty, she would have probably kicked herself home, even for that, because I'm sure she could have used that extra hundred dollars that you put on that table. Not only that, I'm gonna go here with you all, and you know I've been accused of you know, uh, some things. I'm thinking a certain way, but here's my thought, and again it's is what God is doing with Stephanie. Did God put it on your heart to give hundred and fifty dollars, or is it just your practice to do that and and here's where it makes a difference. If God put it on your heart to do it, then for me, you have no you you have no recourse but to leave it there, even if she left even if she made that mess. Even if she insulted you, because remember, if God put it on your heart to do, it wasn't your heart to do it in the first place. So you can make that decision, at least in my book. Now, if I'm just the type that just tips, like she said, you know, hey, um, I'm I'm just doing it because this is what I do, then, you know, you you make the move. And that's why it didn't matter to her that she went that extreme to quote-unquote prove a point. And I personally believe that it, it, the point would have been proven had she taken away anything. But I'm, I'm talking to the people of God. If that was a movement from God, then we don't have the ability to go back and now say, I don't feel... Because, see, God knew she would make that mistake. God knew when he told you to put that $150 on that table that she was going to goof and piss you off, (laughs) frankly, so badly that you didn't want to tip her at all because that's exactly what Pastor K. Ellen Shanti said. Now, it's it's their money, so, you know, to each his own. You know, uh, but if God is telling you to do something, do we have an, op, you know, an option of how we do it? I don't know about that one. In my understanding of the word of God, you know, if God moves you to do something, then you do it, whether you understand it, whether you agree with it or not. And we've talked on this, you know, on the broadcast, even of times when God has told us to go and apologize. And we're like, well, apologize. I didn't do anything wrong. And then the Lord says, apologize, and you go and apologize, and then the person comes back, and now they're apologizing to you, and maybe they would have never apologized had you not made that move, but God used you to make the move. Now, you know, in some people's mind, did she deserve to have her um, tip taken away? Maybe most of you agree that she did. But would God have used that to teach her the lesson and that she would never do that again at the risk of possibly losing the whole $150 pretty much. So just just your food for thought. Food for thought. If it's something that God tells us to do, it says do not grow weary in well-doing because we're supposed to be moving as though God Oh, uh, it's Pastor Steph signing up, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to the Lord right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now, because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares our life Where's Freestyle Friday. Until then... I love you.